I remember when I was in my 20s and I would go to the movies and, you know, Twizzlers was my go-to movie candy. And it always said on there, it always promoted being zero fat, which back in those days, that was what we were most concerned about. And I never even thought about the amount of sugar that went into eating an entire movie theater sized bag of Twizzlers, which I would do while I was watching the movie. And just knowing that the no fat movement promoted eating so much sugar. Yes, they replaced all the fat in products with sugar, which was so much worse. Yeah. Which people didn't realize, like, that's the big lie of, like, the 90s, right? If that low fat is healthy not and high mm-hmm. sugar is, which is not true at all. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Christian Women's Health Collective podcast. We are so glad that you are here today. We are going to continue on with our sugar series for the month of October. As you know, the grocery stores are packed full of candy, cookies, and all kinds of sugary products right now. So this week, we are going to be discussing the shocking truths that we have found out as we've embarked on our nutrition journey about sugar and what it actually can do in a damaging way. Uh, the, the thing that you will have heard if you listened to our little snippet of information prior to the opening of this podcast was us discussing um, the fact that in the 90s, when the whole fat-free uh, genre of eating entered into our lives, they replaced fat with sugar. And I was telling the ladies about how I used to go to the movies and eat a whole bag of Twizzlers as my movie treat while I was consuming all that sugar because it was fat free. So as a kickoff to this podcast today, I will turn it over to one of you lovely ladies who would like to jumpstart us. And I'll be quiet now. Go ahead, Brianne. (laughs) Hey, cool. Um, The fat free thing. Yeah, I was totally... um, what is the right word for that? Sorry, my brain just went blank. Totally sucked into that lie that, you know, it had to be fat-free to be healthy and all of that stuff is filled with sugar. So of course we just kept eating more of it, right? But that was, you know, that's a complete lie. Like fat is not bad for you. Sugar is bad for you. And um, we should be eating that in smaller quantities and the good fats in larger quantities. But um, I totally fell prey to that marketing, just like everyone else in the 90s, you know, Um, but the thing is sugar is like a a cheap filler that they can add to food that makes it addictive and sweet. And so you want to have more of it. And so they can sell more to you because you want to eat more of it and you crave the sugar, you know, because it's addicting. So it's kind of a vicious cycle, but the marketing and food companies have figured that out, but we are onto them now. So, um, we don't have to look for that anymore. Um, one of the shocking things about sugar for me, um, in this journey, and I was just reading some more about this today, is that sugar increases the permeability of your intestines, right? Your stomach permeability. And that leads to leaky gut syndrome. And I'm sure you've all heard that. It's kind of a buzzword term, like people use, oh, it causes leaky gut, or here's how to fix your leaky gut, or like, but it's a big deal because leaky gut leads to inflammation, which leads to autoimmune disorders. And um, we don't want that. So eating sugar in such high quantities in the American diet, autoimmune disorders have gone through the roof 
along with heart disease, diabetes, like Alzheimer's, you name it. Like sugar is a culprit behind so many of those things. And so if you don't understand what leaky gut is, it is when the permeability of your stomach, like basically the holes in your stomach lining, um, like open up, right? And, and particles get out into your body where they don't belong. And so then your body immediately releases, um, you know, a histamine or um, an immune response to those particles because they don't belong there. So then you develop allergies to those foods. So then you see all of these food allergies that we have. So when you eat something, then it causes more inflammation where you weren't allergic to that before or didn't necessarily cause a problem before. Now it is. Um, so that's where we're seeing so many food allergies now and so much inflammation and autoimmune disorders. So eating less sugar is a huge step towards better health. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. What's interesting, Bree, is why you say all that. So from a grief perspective or just from a trauma response, when you think about sugar, sugar affects that too. So for a lot of people, that's um, because we think about the microbiome or we think about the, the different way from a cellular level and sugar just depletes that. It doesn't allow new growth. It just kills growth and it damages. So yeah. the only way to combat that is to to find ways to eliminate the sugar. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many people that are addicted to it. It's it's difficult. And then, you know, it's like you go from one bad routine to picking up more bad routines. And then you're just like in a true sugar addiction. And you're right. I think that they the government knows exactly what they're doing because of the way they label things. They put you in a situation to where in your mind, you're truly, you know, you're eating better and you're making healthier choices when in reality, you're making poorer choices. Because like you said, if you look in the ingredients, then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm eating, I'm eating worse than what I was, you know, 20 years ago, or, yeah. you know, what you thought was healthy then, like now is, is, is just not good at all. And is actually damaging to the gut and damaging to the cells. So. Yeah, and damaging to your brain, like you were saying. And your brain. Yeah. 100%. yeah, and I think that was the part with the grief part of it is when you think about um, your brain, you think about your gut. Um, I used to think of your brain was everything. It's not, it's your gut. Your gut controls your brain. And that's that's your way to healing. That's your way to, to giving your body new cells and new energy. Um, so yeah, I just, it was, it was totally, I was always taught totally the opposite. Yep. We all grew up thinking that the mm -hmm. opposite like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And when they took the, when they did the testing of the, uh, no fat, um, and, and decided that that was the culprit, they weren't looking at good fats. They were looking at bad fats when they did their testing. So the results again were all skewed because they didn't look at healthy fats. They looked at bad fats and then we said, oh, fat's bad, which that fat was bad. But um, then they added the sugars in and then the cycle began. But I think what's interesting too is sugar affects the liver also. And yeah. you can have yeah, you can have cirrhosis of the liver without even drinking because yeah. there's so much sugar going into people's bodies now. And I was just looking at one of the stats that I had and it said that worldwide people, worldwide, uh, 
usually it's American. So worldwide, people consume 500 extra calories a day from sugar, which is roughly the number of calories needed to gain a pound a week. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is shocking. So they're consuming, yeah, that is shocking. And um, it's, uh, I think the other thing was just that, you know, kids, I think I mentioned this before, the kids coming up with the uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Yeah. Because they are consuming so much sugar, so much sugar. And it's treated as a, a treat, so... You know, I know, I know. I just parents are using that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, teaching our children to crave sugar early. I would have never thought that I was addicted to sugar had I not tried to uh, quit eating sugar. <laughs> That's the biggest sign. Yeah. yeah. Difficulty in quitting. Yeah. So anybody that's listening, if you're like, this will, this is just so easy. I'm not a dictator. I just challenge you to try for a day, even half a day. Well, and here's what's really fascinating about sugar is it, it doesn't have to mean, and, and this is probably something that we'll touch on in a ton of podcasts throughout the, the years, but it doesn't have to mean that it's something that's got crystallized or granulated sugar in it for it to be sugar. You can eat a cheeseburger and that bread is going to turn to sugar. You can eat, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a stuffed baked potato and that potato is going to turn into sugar. And I think it's really important that yes, we are, we are talking about the additive that goes in food sugar this month, that's the thing that we are most focused on because it is added into so many of the foods. In fact, we've had conversations mm -hmm. where we now know that 67% of, you know, grocery store processed food items, which is the majority of the process, uh, the majority of a grocery store is all sh added sugar in some way, shape or form, but it's also anything that is anything that is white, you know, rice, flour, um, potatoes, sugar, the list just goes on, but any, anything that you would look at and it's white basically, and used to create a baked good or something of that sort is a sugar. And so to kind of dovetail off of what you were saying, Julie, just because you take something that is sweet out of your system doesn't mean that the detox from sugar or giving up sugar is going to be easy because we eat so many carbs in a day and they all turn to sugar. So it's not all of them. I should retract that. Anything that is bread or flour or potato, it's going to turn into sugar. And so I, you know, it, it it does make it really hard because people think, oh, I'm not eating cake today. I'm doing a really good job. But yet they have that sandwich or that, you know, taco mm -hmm. or whatever, and they're still getting the sugar fix and don't even realize it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I that probably is one I had... of my most profound things <laughs> that I learned was understanding that sugar is actually a part of almost everything we eat in some form or fashion. Go ahead, Sherry. I cut you off. Sorry. Um, I think we all jumped. <laughs> uh, um, I was just going to say that, yeah, that was definitely something that I learned with Candida once, you know, I 
to get rid of candida, you've got to get rid of all of the sugar, all of the carbs. I mean, you're eating low carb, no carb, basically, so that you can get rid of it. And it's, it's not for a week. It's not for two weeks. It's for a long time. Yeah. I mean, for a couple of years, I think is what I dealt with that. And, you know, different um, nutraceuticals and whatnot that I use to help remove that as well. So yeah, it is, it's no joke, you know, and um, I know that one of the um, detoxes that I did was I had uh, some people in that and um, had some friends in there that were very healthy. They ate very clean, very healthy, and um, were very surprised, you know, that, you know, well, they just put maple syrup or honey in their um, coffee or whatever. And, you know, when we went off of that, even the herxing that they had, the effects from the Herxheimer for them was, you know, they, they didn't understand why they were feeling so bad mm-hmm. from the detox of just, and those are, you know, better, better sugars. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people don't understand how many different kinds of sugar there are too, and how many different names mm-hmm. for sugar there are out there on <laughs> labels to all different kinds of processed sugars and things that they used to sweeten foods with that are highly processed and so I think there's at least there's over a hundred maybe over 200 different words that they use for sugar on labels and ingredients and stuff and so if you um are reading an ingredient label and there's stuff in it that you you don't know what the words mean (laughs) then probably it isn't really food (laughs) not real food probably should skip that one probably should put it back on the shelf and pick something else yeah yeah and that's a lot of the. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's a lot. Agreed. Yes, Hard to find things is. with a few real ingredients. Yeah, sister here is not the most compliant, so I look at labels quite a bit, and so I just have to, because it's it because it is so hard. Um, I mean, the addiction mm-hmm. is real, but yeah. I think the part is that you have to start, and I think that's where you really mm-hmm. find movement is when you start doing something and you realize, and then it becomes you know. A science project because the other thing too is like when you step off of it you find changes full body a full body change when you yes. do step away from sugar and then I've noticed in like a month's time I've kind of like stopped everything you know I've just kind of like gone into the old way and I have put on the sugar belly and that's the only change but it's like it comes on so quick Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, your body can it, it's funny because once we once we damage our metabolism and uh, most of the time it's through inflammation from eating sugar or carbs um once we damage our metabolism we can repair it but the damage is done and so it's really really easy for our bodies to snap right back into that damaged mode and really really hard to reheal. And so what I learned when I was getting my keto nutrition certification was uh, the more we do that, the more damage we actually do to our molecular structure. The more we bounce in and out of 
they, they were saying the more we bounce in and out of ketosis, but I think the reality is the more we bounce in and out of that healing mode of our lives and go through those binge sessions or whatever you want to call them, you know, the, the falling off the wagon for a little while, the worse it gets. And as a recovering alcoholic, I hear it all the time in, in meetings, you know, they talk about, I went back out and it was so much worse or I picked up right where I left off. And I think it's probably the same thing with anything you're addicted to. So if it's sugar, you pick up right where you left off. Uh, do you think that there is definitely a huge benefit to detoxing for a long, long period of time? Like Sherry was talking about, because I didn't eat sugar for six years. Now, whenever I do have it, I don't enjoy it like I once did, which is good. But I do believe if I kept doing it, I would easily be able to jump back on to eating sugar all the time with no problem. Um, but our, my, my point was that um, it, it does require more discipline of not eating it and then having that every once in a great while treat. But I got to tell you, like I was in, I've shared this in last week's podcast. I was in Las Vegas two, two weeks ago. My skin is still trying to clear up from eating gelato. Mm -hmm. My face does not like heavy cream and sweets. <laughs> it just doesn't, but it's also a huge, I mean, you know, it's, it's like what we've talked about in multiple podcasts to date. Once you heal your body, your body tells you quickly, I don't like what you're doing to me. Mm -hmm. Stop it. And it will do it in any way it can, whether it's adding a little bit of sugar belly or making you have acne, it's going to find a way to make you say, or to say yeah. to you, or you are damaging me. Stop it. I noticed the mental brain fog. Um, oh yeah. If I yeah. get back on the sugar train and that's the worst of my, because it, um, I have lower energy, you know? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. it makes my food cravings worse um, Absolutely. And, and hunger spikes worse. And like, it's just this cascade of effects that just, yeah. And mm -hmm. so when you do that and you remember, oh yeah, I forgot this is like, it's been so long. I forgot this is how it makes me feel like, oh yeah, this is why I don't need this ever because my body doesn't really like it and it's just not worth it anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's good to it's get to that point how... of realization. Um, and then it's less appealing you know, yeah. and then it's, it's not as hard <laughs> to say, no, thanks, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's interesting how different people, it'll come out in different ways on different people also. Mm -hmm. Like my face will break out also. You know, I'm, I'm saying here, cause that's where it usually breaks out, but even in the back in my hair, yeah. I'll have, you know, from different foods, um, you know, so, and then a dairy, it's my sinuses and it'll be ever so slight, but then it's, it's crazy. You know, it can also be my face too. So it, it is interesting how different people will react in different ways. Yeah. yeah. Different foods. Yeah. And I will say this, and I may have mentioned this before, but, um, my mother who is currently dying from Alzheimer's and her mother who died from Alzheimer's. And I am terrified of getting Alzheimer's. The real, the real twisted irony is our taste buds. The last taste buds that we lose as we die are the taste buds for sweets. So 
the best thing that we can possibly do for ourselves earlier in life is get that taste for sweets gone because the more we eat them as we age, the more we want them as we age. And then this is, you know, what I see happening with my mom and what happened with my grandmother happens. And then all she wants is sweet. You should see the coffee that I have to take her on Sundays. It's so disgusting, but it's all she'll drink. So, and I don't have to take it to her, but she's far gone. I can't save her now. So she gets her coffee every Sunday. I feel like the beauty in the change with sugar is, um, you know, is, it's gotta be, or the reason is like the healing and the change that you find in yourself. Um, and it's to know that you're, you're moving your body to a healthy way. I think that is the push sometimes, um, because that is the ultimate goal, right? To have a happier, but if you think about so many people, especially, you know, like the, the Lockheed kids, that's what they grew up on was all sugar, oh, cereal, yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you know, ramen noodles, <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Straight out of the can, sister. Straight out of the can. <laughs> I like how Sherry just coined. Yep. It's like, oh. <laughs> yep. But, you know, they say that they're vegetables and, you know, the food is healing. And so, um yeah, it's just, it's interesting to me to know when I eat vegetables and I eat those fresh things, I, I just, I'm like, I'm feeling myself. Mm -hmm. So nice. That's what I say every time I eat a steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm healing myself. I had brisket and eggs for breakfast this morning. It was delightful. It's amazing. I was going to say steak happens every day, so... <laughs> you <laughs> what happens every day oh not steak gosh i wish steak. one day one day i will have steak every day but no i'm not there yet <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining us we have many more episodes coming up on nutrition we have two more episodes coming up on sugar for the month of october so be sure to stay tuned and listen in because we have lots more education for you thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next week Bye, everybody.